14-year-old me are both so stoked. Uh, when I talked to Shava, when he, invi- he invited us to play these shows, he literally, he texted me and said, dude, give me a call. I had no idea what he wanted. Uh, we, we had met at, uh, at, at NAMM uh, briefly, and I had heard he had said some nice things about our band, and he had been posting on his social media about us, and that was crazy. So when I actually saw him in person out here, I was like, dude, thank you so much for the kind words, and that's how we connected. Uh, we were kind of just texting back and forth about music. We were sort of like <laughs> text buddies uh, about, about different different stuff. And then one day he was like, give me a call, and I did, and that's exactly what it was. was like, hey, do you want to play some shows with us and at the drive-in? And of course I do. And I, dude, I saw System of a Down on, it was called the Snowcore Tour. Yeah. When I was a teenager. And also that with same. Incubus. Yep. It was with, yes, it was just Incubus as well. And that same year, I also saw at the drive in and the Murder City Devils play. Uh, I was in Ohio at the, at the Agora in Cleveland, like an old, a legendary venue. Yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. so like to play shows with System of a Down and at the drive in, like, yes, I'm stoked to be here, but also 14 year old me loves it. Like, <laughs> Dude, I had to have my dad drive me to the show because I was—I lived like two hours away and I couldn't drive. Right. So was that the one where the bands were like designing the cars and stuff, or was that later? That was later, I think, because I, I don't recall that. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's nuts and it's to, to, yeah, that was a great tour and to be asked. There's also something really cool about it. Like we've been, you know. Uh, even though we're an under more underground band, we've still been you know like been out here for a while doing this, and it's always great when there's no red tape managers booking. Like there's there's no the only reason we got on the show was that Shavo likes our band. <laughs> he, he talked to his guys, they approved it, and he asked if we could do it. Right. You know, I called our record label, I called our booking agent, and said, "Guess what? We're doing this." And That's it's, what it's, I it's did. yeah, exactly. It's a wonderful feeling to be on a show just because they want you on it, and not because there's some. Uh, other you know politics at hand or favors being done it's it's really really great so yeah so that feels extra extra nice to be here just because Shawa likes our band not because our booking agent is you know right. is, is working, working their man yeah it's exactly. just good old-fashioned your tunes struck a chord with him which is great yeah yeah exactly was it the new album he was digging into it was it was kind of all of it no he was into it before that came out like oh. we were already texting about it and and he was he, he was funny because he would ask me certain questions he was like this riff reminds me of like you know he was really I was like dude he really does love it he's like getting particular about right, like right. you know who wrote this riff or this reminds me of something I used to do back in the day like these triplets and it was so funny to like nerd out about guitar and he was like dude did you know I, I was really a guitar player before I was a bassist so then he wanted to like talk shop about guitar and I was all about it yeah. Uh, so yeah it's, it's it's really really funny to be like you know he texted us today and he was like I'm sorry I'm not going to catch you guys today I'll catch you on the next couple of shows have tell like give my give my best to the guys have a great set like thanks for for coming along I'm like dude thank you like, yeah. yeah yeah so it's wild Let's talk a little bit about the new album, Devouring Radiant Light. Yes. yes. Great title, and and curious if there was any sort of mission statement this time for this album. Did you guys go in with any sort of game plan? Well, we've we, it's this album is a little more. uh, We we change things up a little bit. It's it's the last record for uh, our old label so it's sort of it, it it's the beginning of a new chapter I mean we have some larger labels interested in signing us and things going on and this record was sort of a hint at like us going a new direction meaning this, the songs are a lot longer than they were in the past they're a little more involved there's like we kind of grew up we used to be a more straightforward thrash punky thrash like 
full speed ahead, really fast, young, aggressive band. And I think now we have more subtlety. We pulled things back. The songs are more elaborate. There's more layers to it. There, there are songs that have you know 15 different guitar tracks on them. It used to be, if this isn't something we are playing literally live, right. like two guitar tracks, bass, drums, that's it. Like real right. punk rock style or, or like speed metal style. And we sort of we're getting older. We're not those people anymore that. We're not those young kids that are just that just want to go fast all the time and, right. and and are so angsty. So there's more subtlety. There's more. I think you know you live and you learn. There's there's more dynamics to what we're doing now. And so this record, Devouring Radiant Light, sort of hints at where we're going with 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 a larger label and and maybe a, some newfound maturity. Uh, I think things are gonna. They're, they're still going to be us, but they're not necessarily going to be, you know, the same as those ridiculous 20-year-old kids that just wanted to play as fast as they could, you know, back then. So there's there's a little more refinement in what's going on. I, I like the, the melodicness, I guess, that's coming into the music, too. It's amazing, like, how much you can make, how much, like, one note, you can stay on one note and, and the effect that that has and the balance that it creates between the heavy vocals. It, it, it's... It, it, it's kind of the yin to the yang. It's the peanut butter to the the jelly. You kind of <laughs> yeah. you kind of have to have both. I mean, sometimes when you're just playing a thousand miles per hour, like you said, you, you gets lost. It gets muffled after a while. Absolutely. There, there's a point where like uh, like you know like playing too too fast and too intense it, it like being so intense becomes very unintense and boring right. you know it's just if you're one note the whole time a thousand miles you know a minute it's it, it just really you, you need dynamics and you need like ebb and flow because the, the parts hit so much harder if you pull back a little bit and i think that's one thing we've learned and with this record i think it's on display a little bit more there's a there's a there's a lot more mellow moments on this yeah. record than there ever have been on a skeleton right. record i guess but it, but it makes the heavier parts heavier too yeah exactly so i think there's there's, I know there's because I'm going to write it. I, there's going to be a lot more of that in the future where, where you know, we, we it's good to take breaths yeah. and take a minute and, and chill out. So that's stuff that's extreme, which we've done forever and do pretty well. Uh, let's do the lighter stuff a little bit better and get, and get some more ambience in there and stuff. It's crazy. I've been on a real big uh, Pink Floyd trip recently. Oh, yeah. And you talk about like a guy playing one note and, and making it count. You know, it's like, and, and, but that's what was cool about listening to your music too and hearing those specific notes and how they cut through you almost like a David Gilmore just that single note cuts through. Yeah, absolutely. There's one uh, on the 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 uh, first single off the record was, was called Fen of Shadows yeah. and there's a, there's kind of a, a long guitar solo on that song and David Gilmore was absolutely one of the people I was thinking of when I was <laughs> writing that I was like yes I finally get to do something a little David Gilmore-esque because dude anybody listening to this if you have not watched Pink Floyd live at Pompeii oh. When they play in the ruins of Pompeii, do yourself a favor and do that. And if and this is KCAL, so do yourself a favor, smoke some weed, <laughs> legal, smoke some legal weed, and then watch. Don't drive a car. Don't drive. <laughs> don't, 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 don't go anywhere. <laughs> do it at home and uh, smoke it and watch Pink Floyd live at Pompeii because you'll know exactly what we're talking about right now. Dude, maybe maybe a comfortably numb cover on the next record. I mean, dude, I. I, I mean, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't rule it out. I wouldn't rule it out. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be sick. Hey, speaking of, uh, what do you got lined up uh, outside of these tour dates with, with System? What else is cooking for the rest of the Anything for the rest of the year? Is it? Yeah, a little bit. We're uh, Mid-November through mid-December, we're actually going to be in Europe. So I guess that's not so relevant to the listeners. Uh, we'll be over there uh, doing a headlining tour. And then... We'll be a little bit quiet in the winter, uh, but next spring, U.S. headlining tour. Okay. Um, so we'll make sure we we get the word out. Yeah, it's it's a little too early. We don't we we haven't 
finalize all the bands and, sure. and the dates but uh, you know in the next couple of weeks here we should have an announcement about when and where and everything but spring US for sure okay yeah I like to uh, to play some games and have a little fun and it's kind of a roundabout way about asking about your influences sure and you know like the big four of metal right yeah. thrash metal yeah certainly. so let's take it one step further and get into the 90s add one band to it and i've called i i call it the flannel five. Ooh! so this is going to be that era and who the guys that i kind of feel cemented that era we're talking nirvana pearl jam stp Soundgarden, yeah, yeah, yeah alice in chains curious out of those five who your number one would be and why the jesus lizard from Chicago, <laughs> you ever heard of that band? Uh-uh. Amazing. They're not quite. They're not. They're. They're. I mean, they're still around to some degree, and they're not quite straight ahead grunge rock. But they're of that. Their 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 best records, when they really were at their their peak, was in the '90s. And it's a little more noisy, a little more cantankerous, and a little more wild and unrestrained in those bands. But that's a band. Out of those bands, who would it be? The Screaming Trees. Oh, you didn't say them. Yeah. Uh, okay, wait again. Nirvana, Soundgarden, STP, and... Ooh, it's tough. That's really tough. Oh, oh. My favorite out of those? Man. I See, I love Robert and Dean DeLeo's like, jazzy guitar chords, but I also do love me some Alice in Chains, dude. I'm, I have to go Alice in Chains. And I'll say that, that a couple records ago, when they, their first comeback, that Black Gives Way to Blue record, yeah, it's awesome, dude. It's so, I honestly, like, no offense to them, and this is a compliment. I, you know, I, the, I approach that record with some trepidation. Right. You know, that's a big thing to have to do to, to replace a to vote, big shoes to fill, and it's been a long time. Dude, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah. That record is sweet. I think they're so that, better with two guitars now. It makes it sludgy. Yeah, I, I think that alone, I'll give them. I'll, I'll go with. I'll go with them because that to me was still completely relevant. Like, yeah. like this is still really, really effing cool. Like this is great. So yeah, let's go. Let's go, Allison Chains for that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, we go one more. Yeah. Yeah. And and this one you might be a little bit biased on, but <laughs> but uh, we'll take it. We'll we'll go into the next phase. Late '90s, early 2000s. I like to call it the new metal six pack. Ooh man! So there's gonna be six in this one, so it's a little bit trickier. <laughs> so this is gonna be, of course, your friend Chavo and System of a Down. Yeah. Uh, Disturbed, Slipknot, Lincoln Park, Corn, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. I mean, I, I this is gonna sound like this is gonna sound like I'm just playing to the bass, but I gotta go System of a Down. And but the, the real reason is that. I, I was never I, I was absolutely a System of a Down fan I went to the Snowcore tour we already yeah. touched on that uh, I was never I, like I wasn't a huge Corn fan I don't have anything against it it just didn't hit me it didn't resonate with me the way System of a Down did mm. and maybe it's telling that I also I wanted to see Mr. Bungle as much as I did System of a Down okay. and System of a Down has like a, a quirkiness a yeah. weirdness that maybe appealed to me whereas Corn was angsty and, and, and same thing with like Linkin Park um, you know it was like for, for me uh, again nothing against them it just it didn't it didn't speak to me like I listened to lots of like lots of hip hop and lots of rock and their version of both I was like if I want to listen to hip hop I'm going to listen to hip hop if I want to <laughs> listen to rock like it's cool if you want to combine the styles but like they, they didn't do it for me so like System of a Down like I was all about it what about all Slipknot about 
Uh, Slipknot I liked, but I was already in uh, like a little, but I was already into like more extreme metal, okay. like black metal and stuff with blast beats and crazy stuff. So I could appreciate, uh, I could appreciate the drumming particularly in Slipknot, right. but like the, a little bit of the, I, maybe it was my 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 age at the time, but there was a little bit of like. I hate you, Dad. I'm gonna rebel, like teenage diary type stuff, and and this whole this whole like new metal genre right. that didn't do it for me. Okay. So I think the fact that System of Down had political lyrics, they had more going on. There was more substance there than just yeah, I'm sad right. or or I'm angry. Right, right. right. Like these or really badass. yeah or yeah I'm badass. <laughs> Screw you. I'm gonna kick you. I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah. Like it was it wasn't so one note like right. Which makes perfect sense as to why those bands became so big because it's a it's distilled. It's very, it's like a, a few emotions distilled very clearly, right. and it's easy to, to pick up on, and, re- and it resonates with people, and that's great. But for me, I think I'm a weirder guy, and like the system of a down, you know, Mr. Bungle and Jesus, these kinds of things spoke to me more, and then more extreme like black metal stuff, yeah, like yeah. Swedish, Norwegian stuff that's real crazy. So for for that reason, definitely system of a down. Not just because we're playing a show <laughs> that forty five thousand people are attending. That system of a down is uh, specifically is, 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 put you on. Uh, yeah, exa- right? exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have real reasons here, people. Uh, All right. Um, one last question. I think you're pretty close in age. One thing that I miss from uh, from the from back in the day, from like the '90s, even even late 2000s, started to kind of go away. But I love when it used to be killer movie soundtracks. Yeah. When you had like Guns N' Roses, Terminator 2, or like the Crow soundtrack, or curious if you have a, a, a soundtrack that from back in the day dude the crow the crow soundtrack yeah. is awesome the the cure song on that is yeah. so good that's my favorite song on that uh on that soundtrack but that's that's the one also the judgment night soundtrack is a second cl- it's, it's 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 a runner-up it's yeah, neck and neck collab. dude yeah those were great those were awesome i miss those days i wish they would get back to doing those like yeah i mean there's so many i mean there's there's no shortage of horror films or the type of films that would lend themselves to maybe more like extreme music right so it's kind of a bummer that they aren't do that they aren't doing that like anymore Saw was doing it for like the first they had like some saw soundtracks and like some slipknot and mud veins and you know all the bands on it for a while but then it kind of faded out but i wish hollywood would get back to that me too me too uh it's a, it's a bummer like yeah i'm definitely game for it like uh, let's, I, it'd be it'd be cool to see that happen again. So we'll, but yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know why, but I, I, who knows? But the crow for you is, is oh definitely, and that cure song clinches it. But the whole thing is is pretty sweet. And terror track, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. My life with the thrill kill cold. All the jazz. oh shit, I forgot about that. Nine inch nails and their cover. Yep. Yeah. STP, the aforementioned STP. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I'm gonna put that on the van tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, you rock. Thanks for checking out the entire podcast. Now just hit the subscribe button. That way you get it sent to you directly. And follow me on social media at MikeZ967. Don't miss the radio show, bro. Wired in the Empire happens every Saturday night at midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks online at kcalfm.com. Adios, 